Good evening, everybody. Monday night therapy session is in progress. Uh, welcome, everyone. Please take a seat and sit down, and we will do our best to uh, entertain you. And you can get the grievances off your chest, and then over the next hour, and we can uh, come through this together as one united front. So it's not all doom and gloom, lads. How are we? EJ, you go first, mate. <laughs> I'm just muting so that I could cough, Tiggs. <laughs> We're all right. We're all right. You know what? The sun came up on Sunday. Yeah. Um, there's still plenty of positivity around. Uh, I've got a bit of uber positivity later. Um, so let's just get through this and we'll be okay. We'll, we'll be okay. We'll be Mind, okay. I had, I had um, my son's 17th. So I did a beautiful bear. And for those that follow me on, the, yeah. on Twitter would have seen that. And, yeah, it was delicious. I just had um, – it's a beautiful meal – because you can add, um, you've got, I've got a set of ingredients that I have to use, but it will feed. Like I fed sixteen people, and we still had leftovers. So it's, um, you know, it's a great dish. And you're right. Look, taking the emotion out of it, we're still a lot better than what people look. We've, you know, I'm not going to go into the data now, but we've won. You know, third most quarters. We've, you know, if we had, a, we've been in front of what twelve, thirteen games. So a lot's going right. But yeah, it was pretty fucking shit. On Sunday, let's just call it what it was. It was pretty shit on Saturday. It wasn't good, which we'll uh, we'll get to shortly. Uh, Nathan wants to know: Was it seafood paella? No, no. In my in my um, I, I grew my family roots are from a, a province called uh, Palermo in Spain. It's uh, near Madrid and Malaga. It's like so, sort of sandwiched to the bottom right hand side of it. Um, so we've got we're fortunate in our province. We have um, beef. Um, we have beef, chicken, uh, pork, and fish. So that's generally all the four meats that I use. It's just um, I didn't get the beef in there. I forgot to put the peas in there because um, I was under pressure and I, and I was still digesting from what happened Saturday. So it wasn't my best one. It was still lovely. Everyone enjoyed it. But, yeah, no, um, seafood, there's no real such thing as a pure seafood paella in, within Spain. There probably might be an odd village or town they might do it, but that's more of a Western creation. It's like, I have to say, if, if you Google paella recipe, fucking ignore everything you read. Like, seriously, <laughs> just ignore it. It is, And it's sad as Spanish chefs recommending shit that no Spaniard would cook with, cook on. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty shit. It can be, Karen, if you like. <laughs> I, think, I think a few people... Uh, said that, Larry. Uh, Joe, yep, this is definitely on tonight. We are live right now, my friend. Thank you for joining in. Um, it's a cooking show now. So, well, we, we did say, I'll joke off here, that we could do a, a live cooking show with Tiggs. He might rival Gordon Ramsay in the swearing department, which would be interesting. But, uh, yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, is there anything else we need to touch on first before we get stuck into it? Yeah, all right. Do you want, to, do you want me to start off so everyone's uplifted and then peter off? Um, I've got I've got a bit of train news which I'll leave towards the end of the show to make sure these pricks stay till yeah. the end. Well, um, no, leave the, the good stuff to pick everyone back up after we've. Just... Yeah, yeah, but I'd like to clarify one thing that I've been strong on since the get go, and anyone that um, missed Neil Barm's comment has, has reaffirmed everything that I've been telling all you blokes, even the ones that I rate to tell me, "Oh, I've heard this news about Dusty. Oh, he's going. He, oh, he didn't come to training." All this sort of jargon. Dusty's not leaving Richmond. 
period. Just forget forget it. Don't put a trade scenario in with Dusty going. The only way I can see it happening, the only way I can see it happening, if something hugely shifts and Dusty gets a way too good offer to refuse and Richmond gets a way too good offer to refuse. And I only say that because of the age he's in. Um, you know, he's probably got three, three more years of high-quality football left in him. Outside of that, there's no chance. There's no chance. And um, Barmy himself in Confederals all bullshit. It's all media-driven rubbish. And I hope some of these media experts are held to account because it's one of those rare occasions that a, a media person started it, all the other media people hopped onto it, and no one confirmed, no one listened to the facts when they were told, even by Sydney, no, we haven't even had a discussion with Richmond. And they kept on going and they kept on going and they kept on going. And they always refer Hardwick's presser where he said, you know, if he wanted to leave, I'll go with my blessing, but ignore the second presser that he did to clarify his comments. Um, yeah, yeah, so let's all put that to bed. Now, Toddy Fan in the comments said something about, you know, should we worry because Caroline Wilson's on the bandwagon? We should be heartened yeah. that Caroline Wilson's on the bandwagon because she's never bloody right. She never gets – look, can I tell you something? For those in the know would know that what I'm going to say is 100% right. She hasn't had mail from the club for years, right? She's bitter about it. But she hasn't had true inside mail. She used to back in the Daphne days, but hasn't had it for years. And the other thing, Peter, in relation to Balm, why I back Balm up here, Balm will tell you Monte Carlo's about players where you're targeting, um, player injuries, and all that sort of stuff, but he never lies about a player. Right? So, no, I, I don't think he was telling Porky Pies. Would you bet your Collingwood membership on it? Oh, well, look, I'm quite happy. I've just only got one more win to go, and I'm in the, I'm wearing top four, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, Tiesta. I did see that tweet regarding uh, loyalty. Very interesting timing from Mr. Carr. Love yeah, it. Bullshit. No, no, it's it's supporting our stance, Tiggs. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's, is yeah, he can't come out and say it, but um, Barmy did, and that's why Barmy normally loves to go in between the lines. But he was the director's can. No, it was blatant <laughs> was bullshit. Oh, good. He I mean, said it's bullshit. Yeah, absolutely bullshit. I think it comes a point in time, and not just us. I think a lot of clubs are starting to have getting a bit jack of some of the stuff that gets put through the media about their own players and stuff. So it's nice to see people from the clubs fight back a little bit. But, oh well. All right, we'll. Uh, We'll get stuck into it. So, look, we'll go full disclosure here. We're, we're probably not going to pat Erin on the back and say, well done, good try, everybody, that there are going to be some home truths in amongst. I'm sure there's some positivity in, in some aspects to come from the game. But, um, look, some people might cop it between the eyes, and it is what it is. But some things you might agree with, some you won't agree with. But, you know, that's the, the beauty of footy. Everyone's got an opinion. So, Do we go uh, negative first, do the negative block, you know, the slap and brace process? Do we do the negative first and then we do the praise? Or how do you want to roll it? Do it however Please you want. Hang on, I'll do the score. So Richmond, 13-14-92, lost to Gold Coast, 14-10-94 by two points uh, after the siren. Bolton kick three, Rewalt three, Cumberland two, Arts, Edwards, Grain, Pickett, Short with one each. Um Interesting game. Like I haven't seen a lot of it because I, I was out working. But uh, even after the final siren had gone, my phone was telling me there was zero seconds left on the clock, and we were ten points up. So I was fairly shocked to hear the Triple M commentators awarding their three votes to match winner Noah Anderson. I'm like, what? what what's happened there? So 
to uh, to see that upon reflection, Tiggs, very disappointing to to have lost that lead. Um, and it's, I know we'll probably touch on the frequency of it a little bit later, but it's starting to become alarming. But what did you make of the game? Where did it all go wrong? All right. Well, I'm going to focus on the negative and also a clarification if I can, right? Like anyone that follows me on Twitter, I'm, I'm how I tweet is how I am, right? I'm, I'm, I'm an emotional bloke. Um, but I tend to try not to mince my words, but even though socials and shit is not my forte, I'm more of a verbal type of guy. So, but I'm pretty, always been pretty consistent on one philosophy I've always had. I prefer to see a senior, with senior players compared to kids. Now, I'm saying we're in a transition phase. If anyone thinks we're not, we are. Like we're trying to blood in young kids and we've got old, and we've got the older core. I would have been happy to see, let's say the Castagna, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, George Castagna, right? And Art. They're clearly, the 12 point turnarounds each. I'll be more than happy to see that error, that exact same error done by Clark, done by Cumberland, uh, which made a few, he made a few errors. I will I embrace those. I smile at those. But when a player has got the experience levels that they have and they continually do the same thing, game in, game out, game in, game out, uh, and what I mean by error in the sense with um, Georgie in particular, because Arts is actually not a fairly bad shot. When George settles and actually goes to kick a goal, when he just stops this running at 100 miles an hour and he takes a set shot, he's actually better than 50-50. He's, he's actually, you know, I am more confident when he's going in for a drop punt, right? But he still has this thing that's sort of been ingrained in him. It's his biggest weakness. He always goes in two minds. Do I go left or go right? Am I going to run into the pocket and then check side this goal into the empty goal square? Or do I run and make it easy mate, and just kick the goal? Or do I handball it? And you can't have that, particularly when you're in transition from a senior core player. And in saying that, you can't have Vossen hitting bloke. So it's even Stevens for me, but I was pretty strong. I said, I don't want to see George in a Tiger player again. And what I meant, the context, and I didn't do it. So smack me. I meant for the rest of the year, right? I don't mean I never want to see him again in Richmond, you know, ever in Richmond, burn him. So I meant mainly for this year because the way I see this year, and I've been consistent on this at the beginning of the year, I reckon we'll make finals. Anything can happen when we're in there, but we're in a transition here. So I prefer to give kids like I've been screaming for, Cumberland. How good was he? You know, he he was he, aggressive. He was aggressive. He was aggressive at the ball. He had what four scores scoring shots, five scoring shots for a first year player. Particularly too when the midfield started getting dominated in the third and fourth quarters. He was still being a target. Um you know what I mean? There's a lot to work there with him. You know, we, we've seen the strides Hugo Ralph Smith has made um, in, in his games. Morris Rioli, his strides he's making. Um, you know, youth gives you that lift. Um, Daniel Rioli, you know, he's still relatively young and he's improving and he's improving. That's where we need to be. Um, banking on um, flawed, this is, please see these, flawed geniuses. What I mean by that is George is flawed in certain areas, but elite and in one or two but he's flawed in others. Um, yeah, I just don't want to see that type of player in our side that has no more. I can't see George improving 20% next year and 20% again. I think we know what George is going to give us. So I another thing that for me, I reckon we lost um, Michaels before the game even started. I love Dow. I reckon he's got to be a huge player with us. But his form in the VFL has been pretty mediocre. Right, it has been. Even his recent game was pretty mediocre. So why on earth do we choose Dow to play and not Sonzi, who dominated last week? 
who's a bigger body, who's uh, inside. Probably would have been largely because of who was going out. They would have viewed Dow as the closest like-to-like with Ross in terms of being able to win inside ball. Especially uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't wash with me because Sons is more like-for-like like for Ross, just a whole lot more talented in my, you know, my opinion. Um, the other thing is, is Dow has a couple of years of body maturity. He's, he's had the exposure at AFL level in that position. Yeah. Again, doesn't wash with me because he had the glandular fever which stepped him back a year. So really, for me... I really want to start doing now is pushing in the Sonsi games into the Sonsi, pushing the games in the banks, pushing the games in a brown. I'm not saying flood us with youth because then, you know, the season's over, but start putting games into those kids adverse to your Castagnas and your arts of the side. That's just my opinion. Um, at the end I of the disagree. Day, I disagree and I'll tell you why in a minute. That's fine. You know, like, like one of the people said, you know, um, opinions are like assholes, you know. We've all got them. Um, it's just for me, there are, there's good parts in our game. It's not doom and gloom. We we play an attacking brand. Now, I don't know. I had a call, caught up with a mate that gives me my trade boss who's in the industry. He's not sure if it's because of Teague's influence with the ball movement and how we've changed some methods of the way that we spread the ground, um, and that's leaving his exposed in the back half. Um, it also, he believes that we haven't really improved our coaching. Um, uh, in relation to the depth of the talent pool that we have outside of Teague. Um, so that's going to have a cause and effect. Also, our midfield is our weakest link. It has been all year. Even with pressure in, even with coaching in, we haven't got a young up-and-coming one or two midfielders. Hardwick's been brilliant. We've incorporated Short and we've incorporated Baker in there in spurts, but we haven't got a consistent one or two young kids, which you generally need. Um because Jack Graham did it for us when he went in there, you know. He's now sort of morphing into a Lambert-type run with checking, you know, engine-type, you know, forward half, back half, midfield, all over. So, look, it was good stuff in the game. That second quarter was electric. Um, the first quarter was, you know, we'll, we'll press, but we fought well. But, yeah, we can't hold on to a lead. And, and my belief of that is we can't control the contest. When we're getting dominated, we just can't control the contest. And so the... No defence in the league will defend what more comes in. And our real discipline. That is the thing that yeah, Grimes and Short and Bloston, it's it's a huge issue at the moment, huge issue. It is. Uh, EJ, what was your take on, on the game? Um, we, a lot of this goes back to injuries and personnel. Um, and that's why there's some stats that have been put up on Twitter by some good people. That's why we're seeing what we're ha- what we're seeing in the second half of games. All right, Richmond have led fourteen of sixteen games at three quarter time this year, and yet we sit here with a record of nine and seven. That's from Andrew Reed on Twitter. Al Reed sixty three. Thank you. Right. 14 of 16 games we've been ahead at three-quarter time and we're a 9-7 record. We're fading, all right? John Carr, the holy boot, a great Tiger. I don't think he's a Tiger cast watcher, but I've known, known John and of John for a while. He put out a couple of tweets today. Leads we've given up for losses this year. Round one, Carlton, we led by 21 points in quarter four. Round three, the Saints. We led by 25 points in quarter three. 
Adelaide, 13 points in quarter one, it is what it is. Even against Melbourne, we led by nine points in the third quarter. Sydney, 32 points in the third quarter. Geelong, 17 points deep in the fourth quarter. And Gold Coast, 40 points. That's only seven games, you might say. We've played, you know, X amount. These are the leads we've nearly given up where we've still won the game. Against the Pies, we led by 47. The start of the fourth, 22 points. The Hawks, 35 points in quarter four, 10 points. Port, we were 26 points up in second quarter. We actually went down by five points before we ended up winning the game. Carlton, we led by 35 points a second time around. And it got down to as close as eight points. The West Coast, 39 points to 11 points. We are running out of tickets in the second half. Now, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's 12 out of the 16 games so far. All right? It's a massive pattern. Yes, we've had Lambert out, Prestia out, Cochin out, whatever. What that does is it sees non-full-time mids spending time in there, and in the second half is when we're getting torn apart. Our stats at halftime were okay on the weekend. We got obliterated. I like the fact that Baker and Short are going through the midfield, but when it comes to clearances and stuff like that, they're not the answer. Prestia was a one-man band on the weekend. Um, I'm a firm believer, ill-discipline and everything, if we just had Trent Cotchin on the weekend, we win the game. Like, we've got more three more injuries this week. We're just every team has a tipping point, and unfortunately, with our midfield in particular, and with our aging premium midfielders, as good as someone like Shea played on the weekend, it's just not enough. That um, is why. That's why I'm calling out. We need to. When we when 13, 14, I don't know if you guys will remember this, but 13, 14, 15, 16, that block of four years, right? We made hard calls. We moved on Tuck, Jackson. Those two players in particular were the ones that were good, honest footballers, right? But they had glaring deficiencies in their game. And then we, what we decided to do is bring in players such as Cochin, give them full-time minutes, Martin, give them full-time minutes. We don't have that. We don't have go-to mids because we're not playing it. We're playing in the VFL, which is great, right? Sonzi's probably playing in the guts in the VFL. Um, and then he's playing it like as a defensive mid. We've got, like, we with Mansell, for example, getting played as a defensive, um, as a forward now to learn whatever he needs to learn there, but as a de defensive lockdown back. What I can't understand is, and this is the thing that shits me, poor, poor selection is poor coaching, in my opinion, Right? When you put Baker, knowing that our midfield is so weak, we don't have Martin, we don't have Cochin, right? Our only one legitimate midfielder on Saturday was Prestia, who's coming off a concussion, right? And he didn't have his best game. Why on earth didn't we go, okay, we need to put Baker in as a full-time support? And we've got Short in there. So let's bring Mansell in to do the lockdown role on a player like Answorth, who tore us up when Baker kept on switching in, switching out. So the problem we've got, and this is my belief, and I, I'm pretty strong on this, the reason we get exhausted in the last quarters is because we're playing all these hybrid players. We're forcing players that are normally in the back half. All right, we need you to go on the midfield. So they're running a lot more than they would normally do. And by the time they get to midway through the fourth quarter, they're spent. 
Shy Bolton, uh, Shay was a perfect example of that. He tried to do everything. And by midway through the third, he was cooked, literally cooked. He couldn't do much more. So we need to we need to understand that this is a, it's not just a trend, it's a full-blown habit now that we've developed. We've gone from being one of the best last quarter sides in restricting scores against to one of the worst. And the one way for me, I believe, to fix that is cement players in their roles. That's fine, right? But the, the problem is, right, at the moment, with the evenness of this season, it's still alive, right? And it is. Well, and well alive, right? Now, if you play, right, if you don't play Arts and you don't play Castagna, right, yep. if you play two kids, we definitely don't win that game because they just don't have the bodies and the tanks and everything to go with them yet. Now, I don't... If, if we had no injuries, Arts and Castagna would not be in the side. We all know that. We all agree with that, right? Unfortunately, when you get to a tipping point with injuries, you just can't fill it with kids. And as much as it hurts to watch a bloody Castagna stuff that goal up, yeah. right? Yeah, is there I for a reason? Now, which takes me to Cumberland, right? Which takes me to Cumberland. Now, I'm going to rip this kid. It's great that he kicked a couple of goals and he presented and all that sort of stuff. The big knock on him, and everyone's been screaming, get Cumberland in, get Cumberland in, get Cumberland in. The knock on him is he's a me, me, me player and he doesn't do the defensive work, right? And that Castagna missed goal was the perfect example because who's just jogging beside the goal square as the guy runs across and smothers Castagna's kick? Cumberland is, right? He's not screaming at his teammate that he's coming hot, hot, hot. He's not demanding the ball and putting his hands up. He's just jogging along, bludgeoning, right? Can the I reason he didn't get a game is because he yeah. doesn't work defensively and he doesn't play the team game. I love it. Can you just say that again, though? Because I'm going to show you why I'm, my view is different. Just I'll, I'll put words in your mouth. But what's your critique about Cumberland? He doesn't defend. Yeah, and he doesn't play the. T- he's not a team player, and he's a me, me, me. Yep, yep. That's and, exactly, and exactly yep. what Shay used to call. That's exactly yep. what Shay used to call. Yep, that's exactly what Rioli used to call when he was in the forward line. That's exactly in the. Just remember in the beginning when he played. So the thing is, as a small forward, you you don't get many positions as a small forward. So you small forwards. The reason why I like small forwards, if they're quality small forwards. The thing that gets drilled to them to be successful small forward is they've got to learn one trait, right? And that's the X factor, to be able to create something for themselves so they get rewarded, i.e. kick a goal, stay in the side. That's the quintessential, the main thing that they all develop. The maturity comes, what you mentioned, and I'm not having to go at you, Joe, I agree with you in part, but maturity comes with playing games, getting, all right, he has a review this Monday, Direct the learnings he would have got from that. From Damien, from the leaders, hey, you know, you really should have shepherded for George. He's been getting told that in the reserves, though. No, 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 no. But there's a difference between it's some players, and I, I know myself from just even when I develop staff at my work, right? Certain players retain knowledge in different environments. Some players, it's known in football. Yeah, they can get told something in VFL, but in their minds, they're just playing the twos. When they actually get their peer group that's playing seniors, giving them, you're in this, you're just doing a senior review now. 
they listen more. They actually hear what's been said. So well, that's that's, that's, poor, that's poor mental attitude. No, if, no, if, no, you're, if you're not prepared to listen because you're in the twos, that's yeah. a poor mental attitude. Okay, yeah, but people are people, right? And part of good leadership is understanding certain people tick certain different ways, right? And I could I could ream off Buddy Franklin, right? Buddy Franklin, one of the best centre half forwards, forward players in the league, wasn't a, f- a fantastic listener in the twos. If you if you believe what you read, so. That's what my point is. I'm not calling saying Cumberland's Buddy Franklin, right? But <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that he these kids, like you know, what the flip side of that Banks, he would he would be like a uni student at the VFL at the moment. Like Banks and Brown, they're that type that would listen and take it in as if they were in the VFL or the AFL. But it's the small forwards, the, the sharks, I call them shark types. They respond. Uh, in different environments, in my belief. Anyway, look, I don't want to ramble on about it, but Cumberland, to me, his game was okay. Um, it's not. Where was Jack Rewalt shepherding for George? Where was the other forward shepherding for George? Right? They, they weren't at that position in the ground, but Cumberland was. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, he, the thing, the thing is, when it, when, it when it comes to small forwards, where, where's, where's Butler playing? Where? Butler? Where's, yeah, where's he? Yeah, Butler's not a Richmond man. He's St Kilda. Yeah. He's playing. Yeah, yeah, and and we know why. He had yeah, he, he had more talent. He had more talent than any of the other small forwards in our yeah. in our system. He had yeah. the same issue. He got to a point where he was not willing to work as hard as the others. Yeah. Unfortunately, Cumberland needs to learn that if he wants to play senior football. I I like his offensive abilities, and you can see it. You can see. He goes to the right spots and goes like, I'm not saying he's a shit player and I'm not saying he won't make it, but the selfishness doesn't wash and it come home to roost in the second half. Because in the second half is when we needed the players that were prepared to do the team thing. Look, I just look, I disagree in the sense that I believe younger players, particularly within that part of the game, their actions tend to respond to the other players around them, right? And now leadership in that game is atrocious in the second half. Like, for example, with George, he should have kicked gone before the ball was smothered. He, he had plenty of time to release the football. Yep. Either by foot three goals. So that's, yep. you know, yes, I hear you with Cumberland, but that doesn't excuse the poor footy IQ of George Castagna at that moment, right? But it also, in fairness, even though I, I was in Twitter, I was foaming. I was going, that's 12 point turnaround. And I'm blaming George, but the reality in my brain's going, well, there was, you know, another 17 blokes able to defend that ball going through our whole entire side. You know, but the nature of those goals, I did any person 99% of the time, those goals should have been kicked and they were all completely out of position and just got got absolutely torn open. But yeah. look, one thing I want to say is Tarrant, people had been giving it to him. I actually liked his he made a couple of he made a he made a shocking error. This is the thing that's shitting me in one part. I think we're lacking leadership. And look, Kocha was a shitty captain in the first couple of years because that's how you learn. You don't become a Picasso. At the start of your career, you get there, right? So I reckon there's a glaring gap of leadership because Tarrant really disappointed me. He played a great game that I think was two and a half minutes in. He takes a clunk, right? Takes a mark. I'm screaming, slow the fucking ball down. Kick it to Grimes. Kick it behind you. No. What did he do? He kicked it long to a contest, gave the ball back, and off, off they scored another goal. That really shits me. Um, 
why we're not kicking backwards? Why are we not going, you know what, they've got the ball, let's just chip it to the pocket, bounce it back, kick it to the knuckle pocket, bounce it back. We're not doing it. None of the games have we tried to slow the ball down dramatically. It's not now DNA. It's not now DNA as as a club, unfortunately. Just quickly, Glenn, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. I haven't seen a lot of the game because I was working and I hadn't had time to rewatch it, so I was happy for these two to to take the foray on it all. Uh, The only thing I'll say, I've seen a lot of things on Twitter and socials about uh, coaching cost us the game, selections and things like that. What I want to say to that, and it may be controversial, that same coaching also got us to 40 points ahead. So I don't know how fair it is to point the finger at that when at one point in time, those same players that were out on the ground got us to a 40-point lead. To me, it's on the players that lost the game, not the coaching, because the 40-point lead to me suggests the players were the right ones for that game at that point in time. Something changed, you know, after three-quarter time, whatever it might have happened. Um, Feels like a leadership issue. Uh, I agree that if Koch plays, I I think, uh, you know, he he irons it out. But that to me, that's disappointing because these guys have all been out there long enough together, a lot of experienced guys. They've been through premierships. They know how this works. It's not foreign. It shouldn't take for one person to call it. They they should have they should have been able to be smart enough to lock that down or make the right moves. Like you said, Tiggs, kick it sideways, do whatever you have to do. Um, I just think, you know, maybe maybe they're waiting for Nank and Grimes to make the call. But like we've sort of said in a few episodes this year, it's sometimes been Nank or Grimes who have made the wrong decision, whether it's a free kick or, or what it might be, to put us in a worse spot. So, look, a lot of it could be a bit of an educational process, but, um, yeah, bloody frustrating. Yeah, um, that last five minutes, which all happened after the Castagna uh, smothered yeah. goal, yeah. Uh, and Tiggs, you've watched the game, you would know this, um, the Grimes push in the back was dumb. Was pathetic. Yeah, 100%. The short reaching around and giving away the 50 was dumb. Um, The Grimes drop mark, which would have sealed the game, was uncharacteristic. But Um, defending the ball would have been like a cake of soap by then, I reckon. Yeah, Um, but it was was a chest mark. He should have taken it. Yeah, but but he was going at full pace. Like, I love Grimes. No, 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 he was standing still. He was standing still. No, no, he was running at the ball. He ran at the ball and the ball went through his... He ran it. Mark, no, no. That was about four minutes. That was about four minutes to go. With about a minute and a half to go, a, a bomb came down, and he was under it, and he, it just went straight through his arms. Okay, I, I must right. have been in shock by then. I was just. <laughs> but the big, the, the, one of the biggest mistakes for me, right, was how did we let Ben Miller take a kick out in the last two minutes? That's one of the I mean. leaders needed to step up there and be responsible for that. And that's what my concern is. I think a part of it, it's not the excuse, it's not the reason why we're losing by, you know, losing these leads, but I think it's a component of the issue. I reckon we're going through new captain te- um, teething pains. That's what I think is happening at the moment. Yeah, Dylan's experienced. Yes, Nank is relatively experienced. But it's their first year has been co-captains. This is the reason why I don't like co-captaincy. Uh, maybe he's thinking you get the back half, I get the centre and forward, whatever the way it's working, but it's not working at the moment. There doesn't seem to be any direct leadership in, you know, this is what shits me. Just watch Grimes before he got the captaincy last year. I did this. I did an exercise. I was so angry, and I thought before preparing for this podcast, I'm going to put, even in a year we were pretty shit, put a couple of games that I've seen of Dylan Grimes and have a bit of a look. In those type of environments, he's pointing. 
He's pointing, go here, move here. There's a lot more talk. He's now he's captain, he's not doing it. I don't know why. Maybe he doesn't want to because he's captain, he doesn't want to overreach. I don't know. They've got to work it out. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know, they, 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 they've crossed that line. Captains, people follow captains that are hard, aggressive. There's that part component, they've gone way too forward on that. They're not, they're not, um, which is not naturally their game. Like Grimes pushing someone in the back like that when he knew he was already beaten for the mark, um, beaten for the ball, um, was just was just unlike him. So I think they've just got to realise, captain as yourselves, don't try to be something that you think you have to be. And I think that's what we're going through. We might go through it a bit again next year. To, um, um, to your point as well before, EJ, with the, the quarters that we've lost, blown the leads, you look at just the... Gold Coast, Geelong and Sydney game where we're talking a goal or less the difference. Convert just those three. Don't worry about the other yeah. ones. Convert those three and we're sitting on 48 points, the same as other top three teams. Percentage is obviously an unknown. But the whole season flips around. All of a sudden, you're, yep. you're at the top of the tree. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's and, the most frustrating part, isn't it? Like all our hard work's being undone and we could be in such a better position and these conversations would look so different. All right. Now, do you want some positivity? Yep, let's get the positive stuff going. All right, I'll do one more negative thing because what you just said about the looking different leads me to a tweet that I saw today. One more negative thing. Last week I said our disposal efficiency was fantastic and 17 out of the 23 were at 75% or better. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How many people went above 75% this week out of 23? I'll, I haven't seen a lot, but I'll say eight. Ah, I have no idea. Four. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. So, anyway, that's negative. Right. The positive. You say that the season could be different. The season can still be different. Now, I said if we beat Geelong, we'd finish top four, and I stand by that. We would have, I reckon. We can still finish top four. A great Tiger on Twitter, Simon Wallace, at RFCS Wallace, has said this afternoon, we can still do it. We just need a couple of things to go our way, and it's not far-fetched. First of all, we run the table. We win in every game in from here. You know, the hard games against Freo and Brisbane are, are over here. We just got to get past North this week. We get a couple of people back. We can do it. If the Pies lose two of their last three and they're playing some good sides coming in, if the Blues lose to the Lions and the Cats, and if the Lions get beaten by us and the Ds and the Swans lose away this week to Freo, it all relies on percentage. Top four, here we come. Yeah, no, still alive. Wasn't the last bit of his tweet about we'd played Geelong in a qualifying final? Yes, that's yes. Where, and Geelong would be hosting it. us. Yeah, the so we'd be playing away at the MCG. Yes, that's the most important part of that whole thing. Yes. I reckon is that playing them at the G. Jeez. Yeah. Look, I, I reckon we'll still make finals, and I reckon this is the weirdest type of season I've experienced in a long while. I reckon anyone can win it from anywhere. If you're on, you're on. So, uh, look. I reckon we've got to get wins on the board, obviously, to qualify. If we can get Dusty, Dusty showed a lot in West Coast in my mind that he's ready to prime. If we get Dusty priming, we get Cochin healthy, even as a 15-minute impact player. We've got Bolton by three weeks from now getting to form. Um, pressure, getting in sick. Yeah, we've got to trouble a lot of sides, and we've proven that by being in front so often. It's just... We've just got to get our system right behind the ball when challenged with momentum. We've just got to get that system right. 
We also need players back on the park. Like, we've now lost both Ruckman. Nank didn't play the last 10 minutes of the game. Solder had a busted thumb. He's going to miss this week. Uh, Lynch obviously off within the first five minutes. Bolter wasn't in. Vlosten wasn't in. Cochran, Dusty. Like, it's a fair list. Like, I know Gold Coast, uh, you know, looking at the ladder underneath us, but we, you put you take all those players out of any side or those type of players, most teams wouldn't would have been lucky to have been in the lead, let alone been in front by 40. Like, it still doesn't excuse the fact we blew the lead. Don't get me wrong. But the, the players we haven't got on the park are massive. And we're not talking one week because we're talking multiple weeks that these guys are out for. And it can't be understated enough how much things will change once these guys are back in. But we've got to keep them in. We've got to... I, yeah, the hamstring injuries are starting to worry me. But if we can start getting the players back on the park soon and start getting the wins on the board, momentum can start to build. Things start to look a bit different. And, you know, you never know where it takes us. But do I think we'll play finals? I think we will. But I think a lot has to change for us to be seen as a threat. I will say, though, and someone made a good point, that we can finish, you know, sixth and still potentially not have to leave Melbourne, which it would mean playing a final against a Collingwood or a Carlton round one, which would be uh, an absolute blockbuster. Um, I don't know whether I would, you know, I, I would give us an even chance to, to win those games, but they're going to have crowd and momentum on their side as well. But anything can happen. We just need the players back on the park first. Just to let people know, I just checked my email just then. Yeah, I've got permission to say a name that I haven't said yet. The media hasn't even broken. So I'll, oh, I'll, I'll share okay. that when it's time. When it, when we're, I'll do that tonight. All right. Uh, we'll, play that we're after. we'll start. We'll get stuck into the North Melbourne game. And yeah. I might get shot for this, but it, it's a, it is a danger. Really, it's a danger game because now losing that Gold Coast game, this becomes an absolute must win. And North, you know, they'll be chock full of confidence after the effort against the Pies. Who, and they, they nearly knocked them off. They might be exhausted as well after the effort they put in. But they'll be up and about. Um, and, you know, they've still got a point to prove. Uh, it's going to be a big game. Look, it is a danger game if we lair eyes, if our energies go, if we... It's a danger game. Actually, let me restart. It's a danger game if we blow all of our tickets in the first half, Right. Because in the first half, we could literally be 80 points up, right? But if we go to complete sleep in the last two halves and start to panic and lose composure, any game's a danger game with this Jekyll and Hyde form that we're showing within games. But in reality, even with our outs, like the Gold Coast games, we should have won that, even with the outs that we've got. Um, it would be a dark day at Richmond if we lose against the Kangas. That's no disrespect to Kangas. They're just at a different part of the bell curve, you know what I mean? Um, they show good signs. Yes, they push Collingwood, um, but Collingwood will do that to you. Um, it's the nature of how they play. It's like people used to say, why haven't we smashed sides by 100 points in our golden years? Because the way we played our game it, uh, kept teams alive, even though we grinded out and end up winning towards the end. You know, it's always that, you know, chaos inside, 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 inside type of contest. Um, yeah, we should we should yeah, I don't see across any line. Their back, out, back line's young. Their midfield's young, which is a good quality. Their forward line's potato. Their back line's potato. And even Core is their probably best, and he's a potato. So, yeah, we should. No disrespect. The last <laughs> time you called players potatoes, they knocked us off. Yeah. It's – and We played like I, fun. I, Worst I comments in the chat about being on the rebound. You would like to think there's been a serious message sent to the players after that game with what's on the line in terms of the season and that they need to come out and actually show some serious intent 
um, and get the job done efficiently and swiftly. But you see teams often will turn up against North thinking that it's going to happen, EJ, and then they shit the bed for a half. And, you know, we've obviously shown that we've struggled to hold a lead. I'd hate to see if it was the other way around if they put a lead on us and we had to reel it back in if we just thought it was going to happen. Oh, geez. I, I don't know. At the moment, I don't know if I could uh, back us in like uh, Collingwood scraped over the line on the weekend. Gee, weren't we all cheering for the ruse? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, look, I think it's a danger game too. And the only reason I think it's a danger game is because we could seriously lose control of the centre without Nank and Soldo. Um, I know some people said Nank may be back or whatever. Mitchell Scott, yeah, Mitchell Scott put out a couple of tweets and I saw Nick saying that he reckons Ross is back. Um, Mitchell Scott, the guy that used to work at SEN, mad Richmond supporter. Um, Nank doubtful, Lynch out, Dusty misses again, Soldo out. If Boulder gets through training, yes. If Cochin gets a surgeon's tick, yes. Ross doubt, Lambert Achilles. Yeah, that uh, Peter Burgess thing. That's he said that popped up too. So that's like a, a medium term injury. Yeah. So look, oh, our yeah. ins, our ins at a minimum, should be Vlosten and Gibkus, and we'd hope that we get Bolter and Koch as well. And then now, they sort of cover off Soldo, Nank, and Lynch. Um, do we bring the kid Ryan in? Out have of to. You have to. Play, Goldstein's a beast. He will obliterate oh, us. No, I will not have anyone try and say he doesn't deserve a game from his St Kilda debut because that that was no. not a fair, a fair measurement to uh, to go off. Uh, no. My opinion is I don't think he's... Uh, I'm going to get crucified for this. And, and it's not me hating on a kid, you know. I defend Richmond no matter what. But I have seen nothing that changes my view, and I've seen a lot of him in the VFL this year. I don't think he's got the tank to play AFL football. Not yet, anyway. And I won't say will he develop the tank, I don't know. But he hasn't got the tank to play AFL football. He's just getting now VFL ready to play a full right, so game in the VFL. Let's say hypothetically, EJ, that Samson Ryan doesn't come in for whatever reason. Who rucks? Because really, oh, it, it, it all rests on... But then, do you want... Miller. I know... Miller. Someone put Miller in there. Bolter, yeah. this sounds will sound really stupid because he, if he's fit to play, he's fit to play. But I, I would be nervous of him being explosive all around the ground for four quarters after coming off. Marlon you, don't end, you don't enter Ferraris in demolition derbies. Yeah. Mm. Put Marlon yeah. Pickett, put Camden McIntosh. I don't care who you put in there. We've, it's for one game against... We know we're going to lose to Goldstein if we've got no two rucks. Just... Load up with mids in that centre clearance and get the ball. Um, I've just seen something. I just I want to see if I can trigger Tiggs. Um, where's that comment? Uh, ben Schoenfelder, Tiggs, should we get uh, Parker back in over Arts and Castagna? No, no, thank you. No, no. Look, I'm done with the older types. I reckon we just. Mate, if we don't make finals or we lose a final, I prefer to play the kids, mate. It's not about this year for me. It's next year, the year after. Marte, perfect. I've seen, I didn't put Marte here in. Ryan, for me, does not have a tank to play AFL. Anyone anyone watch a lot of him agree with me or disagree? That's seen a lot of him. Don't say you haven't if you haven't. But I think he does it because he, he's good early, but then he makes dumb decisions while he's fucking exhausted. 
which happens when I'm exhausted, I make stupid decisions. He's, I don't think he's there. There might be an element of that that's true, but there's also an element where it, it just may be necessary to have uh, just well, a few people put it in the chat that we're obviously going to have to try and shark off Goldstein like we did that. I think we did it against Nick Nat a few years ago yeah. as well to Grundy, but we had different mids then. So if we don't have the cattle in there to do it, it's not going to work. And you know, you Larky kicked five goals in the weekend when they when they were on top and they were moving the ball freely. He was a danger at Ford, and that goes for any big key Ford. So we've got to make sure we don't let that happen either. Well, look, if he gets a crack good on the kid, and I'll be barracking for him hard. But yeah, look, and I, yeah, I haven't really factored in Martez's um, influence with him. But yeah, let's hope he because um, I want him to succeed. But yeah, for me, I'd go and make shift. I'll go and make shift. What can we exploit after the tap? That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, well, in that case, I'd probably lean to Miller. Yeah. Just someone strong enough to wrestle with him. Yeah. That's what I'd be looking for. Someone strong enough to wrestle with him. Um, and then, you know, what can we get a dividend the other side? Yeah, it's a, definitely a conundrum. Uh, so who are the other wins you had, Dan EJ? Who'd we say? So Vlostin's going to obviously walk back in. Gibkiss is clear. He'll be – and I, I think that if Gibkiss and Bolter play, then that – that does make Miller a viable option to yep. do that because yep. we're not then too overloaded down back. We've sort of freed up someone else up the ground. Um, yeah, so that could actually work if those guys all come through. And then Miller and Bolter can alternate where needed. Yeah, Bolter doing sort of, you know, five, ten minutes a quarter and Miller doing the most of it because we don't want to bang Bolter up too much. No, no, exactly right. Yeah, so if we're, if we're making the changes of Vlosten, Gibkus, Bolter and Cochin, if he's available, and you're taking out Soldo, Nank and Lynch, one more's got to come out. We know it's going to be one of the two uh, sacrificial lambs, um, Arts or Castagna. I would if do one has to stay them. in. If one has to stay in, Tiggs, which one's staying in? No, I'll take both of them out and just replace one of them with Sonzi. I'll take both of them out and place one of them with Sonzi. I'm going to die on my sword with this. I'm going to literally die. Or even fucking RCD. Put a recognised mid in that get him educated now. Regardless of form. Get them educated. No more hybrids. Get them educated. Play to them to their strength. I, I would keep, if I had to pick out of the two, I'd keep Arts in because he had, I think it was five or six tackles. Yeah. If he had to go off something, I would value that. Um, and but, he had ten yeah. contested he had ten contested possessions as well. He's actually, as much as people hate to acknowledge it or admit it, he's actually refined his role in the VFL reasonably well. He's had to find and add strings to his bow to give himself half a chance to play. And your point is still relevant, EJ. That if we didn't have injuries, they wouldn't be playing. It wouldn't have been an issue. Um, but him adding those strings to his bow makes him more serviceable when he does come in. Yeah. Now I heard the same. Um... I heard the same as you, um, Glenn, but I just figured I'll just to reinforce your point. Yeah, but we need to go um, recognise me. We just have to do it. It's doing my head in. Um, do you want me to get into the trade? We've got eight minutes. Do you want me to get into the trade stuff now? No. Oh, no. Um, what about some of the key matchups? For All we'll right. go through some key matchups quickly. Uh, Larky, as I said, kicked five goals on the weekend, and we've is Tarrant the man for him? It's going to be interesting to see how Tarrant goes playing against his former side, actually. 
Oh, I want him just for poetry to go and see CJ if he gets in. So the bloke that's come to oh, the swap, oh, yeah. the bloke that's got to, that'd be my, that'd be my take. Yeah, that, that'd be good. What about you, EJ? Who who takes Larky and then even Zerha for that matter as well? He's and Z oh, will down. Uh, I mean, he's pretty dangerous. Sorry, what was the other last one? And, and Z will has uh, proved to be a bit dangerous down forward as well at times. Oh, he's got the coughs. He's got the coughs. <laughs> the COVID. Apologies, I'm still struggling. Um, Zerha's pretty big, so I'd probably look at uh, a broader of Grimes for Zerha. Um, he's pretty mobile too, and both of those guys can sort of do that. Um, we'll have Vlossen in the hole finally, which will be good, back. Um, Larky. I'd start with Tarrant, but yes, uh, Grok saying I would definitely have Grimes as the backup to Tarrant. Tiggs, would you roll with that? I'd roll with that. Uh, and then I suppose the midfield battle, I mean, surely we're going to have the wood over them there. I know our mids haven't been firing too much of a shot all year. But uh, what do we need to do to make sure that they don't get on top of us? Because if they get on top of us in that area, then it all hope is lost. Look, their Achilles heel, which is a huge one, you apply pressure to north, they'll turn it over, all parts of the ground. And then they're generally out of position you score against them. That's their problem, as I see it, from the couple of north games that I've seen. Um, so, yeah, our midfield's just got to have to apply pressure, at the whole team, but the midfield specifically... Get them to do that risky kick. You know, that risky kick inside the midfield, they'll mistime it more often than not, and you do that mark and then you're running straight into goal. That's generally how they're getting they're getting split apart. And perfect example was that with they'll, you know, do really well against Collingwood. They'll be they'll do them a safe kick, um, you know, use, utilizing their hands so they wouldn't turn it over. And then they got, I don't know, away from that, and then they started trying to create play. And as soon as they start, they're not at that level yet, they Gave the ball back way too easily, and they scored. Yeah, yeah. We feast on we feast on turnover. Yeah, we create turnover. Their structure when they get when they get caught on the hop is terrible. You're yeah. right. So we should be able to. Yeah, and and a couple of people have said that LDU on the weekend was insane. He was, was insane. He had like yeah. thirteen or fourteen clearances or something. Was it? it was. Oh, I think he had nine Brownlow votes by three quarter time. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate, he's mad. Or Robert, he says he plays one good game every. Eight ten, eight, eight, ten games. No, he's um, been more consistent this year. Yeah. But he's going to have it, potentially Goldie putting it down his throat with no real, you know, opposition. So we've got to be, have to be mindful of that too. Yeah. All right. We'll get a, oh, was there anything else to add before we get a tip and margin? Uh, and three, two, one for last week. Oh, yes. Are we not, are we not bothering with the folks? No, no. We've got to give uh, one. You go first, EJ, or Mitch. You guys you can. I won't because I haven't watched it. It wouldn't be fair. So who was your three, two, one? Three votes, Bolton, 29 disposals, 551 metres gain, 18 contested possessions, eight clearances, three goals, three. Uh, yes, he did run out of puff, but he was unbelievable. Two votes, Rioli. Um, 31 disposals, 471 metres gained, uh, 77% disposal efficiency, 12 contested possessions and nine intercepts. And as a few others have said, Tarrant was really good. Yeah, there was yeah. an error late, but 14 disposals, 10 intercepts, seven contested possessions, 
um, and 86% disposal efficiency. He can have the one vote. He was pretty good. I'm similar to yours, but I've flipped it, funny enough, and I'll explain why. I gave three to Rioli. reason why is contested nature of his game. Um, he's starting to develop that extra layer into his game, which I really, really applauded. Plus, he's now starting to gather possession. I know he's had his 26, his 24s, but it's becoming now consistent level, and that's what you need from elite halfbacks. That was something that Hawley could not do. Hawley could not get your 30s consistently. I'm hope with the with the with the contested possession that he has. Um, I'm probably going to get corrected with stats. I'm just going off my eye test here, but um, Daniel Riol is showing that trait, and it's not sacrificing his ability to um, uh, score involvement from kicking inside 50. So I loved his game; it was brilliant. Um, and it was one of the rare ones that didn't drop off. Um, yeah, he had seven score involvements. Yeah. And he's Castagna had eight, by the way. Castagna had eight. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and he didn't drop off. It was one of the rare ones that did not drop off towards the end of the game. So that's why I gave him three. Um, Bolton was immense, absolutely immense. I'm only giving him two because I reckon, which is freaky, he's got a higher ceiling to reach. You know what I mean? That was a special game, though. It was brilliant. And, yeah, one for me is Tarrant. Um, he, he, I'm now starting to warm to that, him being as a pick. Um, he's just got to learn our game plan and systems because I, I, 100% him not kicking the ball backwards or something, That I don't know what he was thinking as a, a defender of his experience and skill set. Um, but, yeah, no, I was pleased with his game. And we've got to give a shout-out to Hugo Rolfsmith for securing yes, the Rising Star nomination for this week. So, well done, Hugo. That uh, long-flowing mullet is, you know, he, he's coming along well. He, he's not one of those players where he might make a few mistakes a game uh, because he's trying to attack, but you can see he's learning. He breaks the lines. He has a crack, and I would rather see him keep backing himself and learn from them and just get better at his craft. But uh, yeah, well done, Hugo. Very well-deserved. Do you reckon oh, he's going to be given Gibka's shit, saying, hey, buddy, I got one before you? Surely that's, I reckon he was, he was given it because if, if Gibkas had a play and had two disposals, they would have given it to Gibkas. But because yeah. he wasn't on, they just give it the token Richmond bloke to show the sun. Because his game was okay, but it wasn't not uh, rising star worthy. That's why oh, it's look, a I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there was an article during the week pointing out the fact that we hadn't had an, a rising star nom for like some ridiculous amount of time, like three yeah. years or something, and all yeah. of a sudden, out of the blue, the week of the article, it pops up. Come yeah. on. Come on. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get a quick tip for this game against North, and then, Tiggs, you can finish off with uh, the name you heard. So, AJ, tip for this one, including margin? Oh, Tigers, I suppose. Um, I'd like to say 10 goals, but I think I'll just stick with 37 points. Tiggs? Yeah. Tigers, 28. I'll say Tigers by 19. So, fingers crossed. Just four points and just a solid, a solid performance will do us fine. Um, All right. So, so I'm, I'm going to do this. this is, I'm conscious with time. I'm conscious with time. Eight, but I'm eight minutes before my laptop resets with the... Yeah. With the All right. There's a couple of quick caveats here. I haven't had time. My work, I've been slammed. We've got a lot of staff sick and COVID and all this sort of stuff. So... I haven't had the time to find the YouTube clip that was on this program. It was early in the year where I said the below when I was asked, who are we targeting this year, Tiggs? And it might have even been before the season started. One of the first shows said, and I said, we're going to shake the GWS tree. 
because um, uh, we've identified uh, we really want green, but there's a chance we can shake out either Hopper or Tar uh, Taranto. Um, I don't think we'll get Taranto because of the money. This is how well I, I've got a pretty good recollection on this, but you know, green is the one that we want, but we'll see how we go. And then I updated it further, but when we early on in the year, when I heard from my mate who's always reliable, green we is, is more than likely to stay than not stay, and we switched to Hopper. So, and it was amazing. I caught a tweet, I caught a podcast from someone linked it to me um, from Sam Edmund. He basically ripped that word for word. And no, it's not the podcast that was done on June 30th. It's before then. So if one of you guys want to do a hobby for me and go through all the podcasts so you hear it, um, let me know. Um, so, yeah, let me know. All right. So, um, yeah, cut to, thank you, Brian. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Um, you've got uh, Harry, yeah, mate, the, the love I get from here, you've got to get one. Um, all right. So I'm hearing um, what I heard, and I've got an update on Sunday, um, and it's funny. It's for me is is that yeah hoppers hop, hoppers more likely than unlikely. Um, I still don't think Toronto. We might look. I'm not saying we're not interested in Toronto. We are getting a mid from GWS. That's I got told that. Yeah, we put too much work into GWS um, to not make something happen. Um, so I'm going to lead again to to safety. But if it changes, I'll update it as it does. But Hopper, I think, is going to be more realistic target. Even though from what I'm hearing that uh, he's the target they're more chasing to keep. Um, then Taranto because of the salary crap issues. Obviously, he's on a lot less. But even in saying that, Taranto would be a fantastic get. But again, to me, he's a hybrid. He's not a full-blown um, inside mid. But the name that no one's broken yet, and I want to make sure um, – I've got a few right, Harry. Thank you very much, bud. Um, the one that no one's spoken about um, that I'm pretty bullish on, that I, you'll, you'll hear it in the media, it will break, right? I'm not saying it's going to happen. But we're putting work on. Is a forward from Adelaide. His name's Darcy Fogarty, right? I've, I've heard this. I've heard this now in the off season. I said no. He re-signed a year and a bit ago. His contract's running at June tw uh, 2023. 20, uh, um, and I said, and the mate that I know that's never wrong. This is the thing uh, you'll find out, Harry. The reason I gave names like Hartlett and and, and others way before anybody else is because he he would know. Um, but, um, yeah, if, uh, you're going to have to pop Andrew, uh, if it happens, if it doesn't, um, but yeah, I'm hearing his name. That's someone that was seriously inquired about. Uh, we believe he would, he'd be a perfect, um, uh, Philip, uh, in our forward line. And, and once we recruited that kid in the mid season, it's even made me more convinced that what I've heard is right. Cause he's sort of like a Darcy Fogarty type, um, so who knows? Watch his space. The reason why I've been told we like him, one, he's, he's, he's having issues at Adelaide, major issues at Adelaide, and it's not because of his talent, right? There are issues at that club. Um, we believe we can get him to respond um, with our culture, the way we play and how we how we act. Um, and they're signing on text. So I feel that? like they're not sure. And they're signing on text, aren't they, as if they're not sure. Yeah, but he's got traits we like. He's a good quality leader. He's a right good kick. He's a booming kick, and he has that mongrel component. And we believe with the right, if he gets fully invested, it'll be it'll be a good thing. And it's similar. Um, now, this is the gossip part of it. I know the name's right. The gossip part of I heard that when under Ivan Marich, you know, is a big uh, has helped us 
in spiking this interest too about you know how our club differs and how Melbourne playing at Melbourne is. Yeah, so I reckon, I, look, I don't mind it. I reckon actually, yeah, all players that are cemented at a club and that are young can come with knocks, but I reckon he's got a huge upside if developed correctly. So, yeah, it's that name. Now, there's one other there's one other player which I won't break till the trade show because else we won't have any fucking content. But, um, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, it's – look, we're definitely getting a mid, guys. Don't don't think this, mate. We're, <laughs> we're hunting for mids. Um, we've – in my opinion, dropped the ball last year. Um, and the year before, we went forwards, key position players, and then we went flankers and runners. Um, this year, with one mid, I reckon, yeah, we're definitely going mid. Have to. We, it's almost a non-negotiable. Otherwise, we're up shit creek. If we if we don't get more help in, like you said before earlier on, we need the young brigade to come through. Um, that's probably you know a bit older than the the younger guys we've got now, but not as old as the older guys. So we just need that real mid ranged aged player. Thank you for the correction, Damien. You're spot on, mate. Sorry, I'm, I've got a bit of a head cold. So um, yeah, but you're right. So, yeah, Ivan, big Ivan. Yeah, big Ivan had a bit of a stink to say. Oh yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. We will, Glenn. Yeah, we will. Dusty's not going anywhere. Battle. I can tell you, mate. It's not. I'm not changing. Might be going anywhere. Uh, very good. All right, so Darcy Fogarty is a name that may break in the media. Just yeah. to clarify again, because, you know, Tiggs puts his balls on the line, so props to him first and foremost. But he didn't say that he were going to get him. He said it's a name of interest. Um, and as has happened more often than not, if there's been a name he said that there's interest in, has usually come out one way or another. And that, yeah. you know, he doesn't say it because we're going to get him. But Hartlett come out years after, didn't even hit the media. He come out and said it in an interview post his football that he was close to signing with the Tigers. So... There's runs on the board, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely be watching that space with interest. And just again, oh, guys, for the new ones, I don't, I don't um, self-promote that. I have, I'm, I'm fortunate in position. Have, I have a few men's friends that I've grown up with, and also in business circles that I get this knowledge. And I always just share what I hear. I don't care if I keep you believe it or you don't believe it. Um, it is what it is. You either, you either. Uh, but the difference with me is. If I believe it's true, I'll share it. If I don't believe it's true, I won't. Baker's not going anywhere. Baker's not going anywhere. Battle. Rioli, I'm not worried. I'm not worried, but I won't even fucking sign because of what I'm hearing. But I've said that a while ago. Shit time Um, to change manager. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. I said I wasn't worried now, so I'd be worried. But, you know, I won't even sign. Yeah, definitely. Glenn. I never try to be anyway. I just try to be <laughs> right. diplomatic. Thank you, gents, for your time tonight. Thank you so much, Sarah, for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on our socials. Give us a subscribe on YouTube, uh, like on Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever you're watching us on. We always appreciate the, the love and support. And we'll be back again on Monday. So thank you, EJ. Thank you, Tix, for coming on tonight. So, Grok, hope you're feeling better, mate. And I think CB had a cricket do one, so that's that's Lauren, where he was. Lauren, just on that, I'm not. I'm not. I know with. I know. He, all we've heard from him, this is like a bank, take this to the bank, is that he's. we've been told that he's super keen to stay at GWS, but a lot of this rides, and I said this before, Cameron, a lot of this rides to the coaching change, right? So, look, never say never, but I don't think green will happen now. I think it's um, too long in the tooth. But, yeah, it depends on who they choose as a coach. He's going to have a big say on a lot of this. Very good. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Much appreciated. 
Uh, I agree, Glenn. I want a happier show next week as well. Hopefully, we, we get the full. Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> we will. You can all have a laugh, and, yeah. and it'd be much nicer. Oh, but look, it is. Positive women, cheers. Footy's a I funny game. That, I only could use that for this year because obviously I'm not renewing the membership, but, you know. <laughs> uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the uh, group therapy session. We all got a bit off our chest. Hopefully you had a bit of a laugh as well. Uh, and we'll be back again on Monday to do it all again. So till next Go time.